0: I'm Nikki Hardy, and this is Chemo Chair Prayers. I'm so glad you're here. Hold on, let me take that back for just a hot second, because this is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. So if that's you or someone you love, I am so sorry. I just hate that for you. So yes, I kind of wish you weren't here, but I'm also super glad you're here, because if you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's loving arms around you, you are in the right place. I lost both my mum and sister to cancer and was then diagnosed myself just six weeks after losing my sister. I know all too well how cancer robs us of so much. The certainty of who and whose we are, how to pray when we have no words, The future we would planned and imagined, not to mention the strength, peace, trust, and yep, even the joy and laughter we long for. So if you don't want to merely survive cancer, but long to thrive in the midst of it, take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you through a short story and a prayer using our guided format with the acronym TRUST. Followed by a simple practical invitation to experience God's loving presence now and in the days ahead. Welcome to Chemo Chair Prayers, and I'm your host, Nikki Hardy. And I'm going to start today with a bit of a confession. Here's the thing when I'm tired, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, I just don't have the capacity to be spiritual. I know it sounds absolutely terrible to admit when I'm the host of a devotional podcast, but if you've been around here a while, you know I am all about keeping it real. When I've had a few restless nights, or I'm worried about my latest scan results, or I've simply overloaded on chips, dips, and those dark chocolate salted almonds from Trader Joe's, Oh my goodness, if you haven't tried them, you just have to. And I've done nothing but sit around and slouch on the couch all day and I feel like a hippo on Advil PM. It's terrible to say, but I seem to lose the will and the way to connect with God. It seems too much like hard work. My mind swirls with worries, to-do lists and what-ifs, and not only does God seem far away, but in the back of my mind, I assume he'd rather I came to him in a bit better shape not so falling apart and slob-like. Maybe you felt like that too. You know, I'd rather flop in front of the TV than get on my knees before God. When I'm worn out and worried, I'd rather devour a box of Oreos than a book of the Bible. And I find myself procrastinating rather than praying. When I was knee-deep in treatment, it just got worse. I'd swing from being a spiritual warrior, happy to pray and trust God no matter what, to being a spiritual wimpy sloth too exhausted and faithless to admit it. The thing is, when we find ourselves here, it's easy to wonder where our spiritual get-up-and-go has got up and gone. Let's just take a moment. Let's pause. Let's honestly ask ourselves, has our cancer, our tiredness, our worry, our stress, has it turned us into a spiritual sloth? Can you take a moment and just ask yourself that honestly? And if the answer's yes, if it has, you are going to find this episode right up your alley. If not, don't rush away too soon. Because here's the thing, in all my years, I've never met someone who hasn't at some point felt spiritually drained, like they were once found, but now they're lost. So I hate to say it, but you're not immune to spiritual slothness. None of us are. When a good night's sleep doesn't fix the worry and the weariness, it's easy to slowly drift away from God, turning away in apathy and coping alone, when in fact turning towards him is exactly what we need. I call it my downward spiral of spiritual apathy, and I have to admit that being a pastor's wife certainly doesn't mean I'm immune. If we're ever going to find his strength, his peace and comfort, all that our souls crave, we've got to break out of this cycle. But it's not easy when we can't be bothered to get off our bums and open the fridge door, let alone knock on his door and feed on the bread of life. Like I said, when I was in treatment for cancer and constantly tired, unmotivated and spiralling away from God faster than a kid on a helter-skelter, I found the key to breaking my spiritual apathy was to take small bites of tasty spiritual food. Foods that were close and at hand and easy to digest. Tasting God's spiritual food revives our soul, refreshes our hearts and puts a spring back into our step. It's just what we need. It can be hard to think of ways to connect with God that aren't overwhelming when we're exhausted. So I've listed some spiritual offerings for you to nibble on. There's some of the spiritual appetizers that helped me recapture my spiritual get-up and go. When my energy and my motivation were at their lowest. I want to invite you to try some of them or all of them, however you're feeling today. Give them a go, small spiritual bites for when our get up and go has got up and gone. The first thing is to simply list five things that you're grateful for. Research shows practicing gratitude increases our well-being. So look around and list five things that you're grateful for. Whether it's your friends, the weather, peanut M&Ms, or God's presence, just take a moment to thank him for all that is good in your life. As I say, we don't have to see things differently to be grateful, rather be grateful to see things differently. Another spiritual appetizer, something that you can nibble on to revitalize your spiritual energy, is to write a letter to God telling him how you're feeling. Whether you're tired, angry, worried, resentful, hopeful, or not even sure he's listening, taking a moment to tell him, asking him for what we need and listening to what he might be saying to us is a great way to reconnect with him. Another spiritual morsel to nibble on is to simply put on some worship and be still for a moment. Whatever your taste in music, there's some worship music for you. Just sit with no agenda. Maybe take a moment to become aware of God's presence, not rushing away. It's so easy to rush away when we don't feel him straight away. If you're like me and find it easier to be still mentally when your body is moving, go for a walk, vacuum your house, whatever you need to do to still your mind and connect with God. And how about getting out into his creation? That's another great way to motivate your spiritual get up and go. The world around us reveals his vastness and his glory. Check out the night sky, the trees in the park, or the birds on your roof. The guy that made all of this, the God that made all of creation, as well as those weird little luminous creatures at the bottom of the ocean. I have no idea why he made those, but he must have his reason. The guy that made all of that made you too, and he didn't make a mistake. Just breathe it in, both the fresh air and how loved and seen you are. And you could add in some of the other little morsels and appetizers of spiritual get up and go here as well. Now might be a great time to tell God how you're feeling or what you're grateful for. And another way is to meditate on God's promises. I talk a lot about this here at the Chemo Chair Prayers. God has promised to never leave you that's Deuteronomy 31.8, to give you peace, Philippians 4.6, and his strength, Isaiah 41.10, to fight for you, Exodus 14.14, to comfort you, Isaiah 49.13, and to provide for you, that's Philippians 4.19, 2 Corinthians 9.8, amongst a whole host of other things that he has promised. Why not take a moment to think which one you need to hear most today? Can you go into the Bible and find it and write it on a sticky note and put it on your bathroom mirror or on the fridge, put it as a screensaver on your phone, whatever it takes to let it sink into your heart and then think how you can put that into practice, living out that truth in whatever you're going through today. Another way to increase our spiritual get up and go and to realize how loved we are, how amazing God is, is to look at art that depicts God's character. I just love Charlie Mackesy's Prodigal Son and Rembrandt's Prodigal Son. They both depict the unconditional love of God in very different ways. Maybe take a look at them yourself. You can find them in the show notes. What did these pictures say to you? Do you believe God loves you unconditionally? No matter what your taste in art, there is art out there that depicts the character and the nature of God, that can revitalize our spiritual energy and tell us how loved and seen we are. Last but not least, one of the best ways, but also one of the hardest ways to increase our spiritual get up and go is to phone a friend. For many of us, like I said, it's the hardest and most unnatural of all the suggestions today. But when we're at our lowest, it's easy to forget we're made for community by a God who is, by his very nature, community. God is three in one, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And made in his image, we too are made for community. We need people who will help us out practically with meals and running the kids to activities friends who'll sit and who will be able to simply journey with us in our pain. And we need people who will stand with us and pray, people who will remind us that God hasn't left us and he is here with us no matter how hard things get. So there we have it, seven ways to recapture our spiritual get up and go when it feels like it's got up and gone. It's not an exhaustive list by any means, and I would love to hear your suggestions of how you recapture your spiritual get-up-and-go. Why not head over to the show notes and pop them in the comments there? But one thing we can be sure of is that as we step towards Him, in His grace, God meets us right where we are. We can always come to His table, just as we are. He feeds our tired souls, bringing us alive spiritually, and refreshes us physically. Bit by bit, we break down the spiral of apathy as our spiritual get-up-and-go returns. And isn't that what we want more than anything? To break out of survival mode and to feel untired, unworried, and unangry. And yes, I just made up those words, but for me, they sum up how we want to feel so well. As we battle on through chemo treatments, where they pump drugs that will strip paint into our arms, we endure surgery where we're sliced and diced to remove parts of us that have gone rotten. And we sit through radiation where we're zapped with invisible rays to reduce the size of our visible tumors. We need God more than ever. So let me ask you, has your spiritual get up and go got up and gone? And which of these seven activities are you gonna try to get it back? What other activities have you found that break the downward spiral in your life? Like I said, I would love to hear your suggestions for what you do. And as I always say here on Chemo Chair Prayers, thriving is a team sport and no one wins alone. So let's share ideas together and for each other down in the comments. I always say that it's great to talk about God, but it's even better to meet with him. And that is what this podcast today has been all about. So now I'd like to take some time to pray with you and for you using our guided prayer practice using the acronym TRUST. I want to encourage you not to rush away, to make this your own, pause if you have to in between different sections, and take the time to sit and be with God. Maybe this is the moment where your spiritual get up and go returns as you take the intentional step of walking towards God with hope and anticipation trusting that he will meet you just where you are Together we're going to thank him for who he is and what he's done We're going to rest in his love, unburden our hearts, surrender our hopes, fears and needs before we take him at his word So friends, let's pray starting by thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Lord God, we thank you for so much in our lives. Even though it feels like life has fallen apart and we're tired and we're worried and we're exhausted and we're a little bit angry and a little bit bitter at times, Lord, we thank you that you are still good. We thank you for the creation around us that speaks of your glory and refreshes our soul. We thank you for the friends in our life who stand with us and help us out practically, that continuously points to your goodness and your provision and your comfort. And we thank you for your presence. Now take a moment to thank him for all the things in your life that you are grateful for. Now, let's take a moment to simply rest in his love. Lord God, when we are feeling low, both on spiritual energy and physical energy and emotional energy, we long to have your arms wrapped around us, but it's so easy to feel unloved and unseen. So right now, Lord, we simply sit and we rest in your love. Whether we can feel it or not, whether we're certain of it or really uncertain, Lord, we rest in your love. Can I invite you to simply imagine his arms wrapped around you, being in the shadow of his wings, knowing his comfort and his presence, knowing his peace and his love sitting still for a moment, resting, not rushing away. Now let's unburden our hearts. Lord, you tell us that we can come to you just as we are. Lord, and we have so much going on. Lord, we're worried, about our scan results, we're worried about our children, we're worried about treatment, we feel unwell, we feel like we're running on fumes. And we're worried about our finances, we're worried about practicalities, we're afraid that we're not going to see our kids graduate. Lord, there is so much going on in our lives. And so, Lord, we simply tell you everything. Lord, we lay it at your feet and we get it out and we say, how long, Lord, how long will this last? Why haven't you shown up? Lord, you say that we can tell you everything. And so now, Lord, we do. Can I encourage you to unburden everything, even those things you think you can't possibly share with God? knowing that he knows anyway, and it doesn't change how he feels about you. Now let's surrender our hopes, fears and needs. Oh Lord, we have just poured out our hearts to you. We have just laid it all out there and now we give it to you. We surrender it to you. We let go of it. All the fears, all the hopes, all the needs, everything, Lord. We lay it at your feet and we trust you with it. Lord, we want to be in control. We want to steer our lives. We want to know everything that is going to happen. And you tell us that you're a lamp to our feet, but sometimes, Lord, we confess, we wish you'd shine that light a little bit further on so we could see what was up ahead. But Lord, trusting in you, we surrender to you, to your plans, to your purposes, to your love, knowing that you love us. And lastly, We're going to take him at his word. Lord, when the world is falling apart and the ground is shaking, it's easy to cling to the nearest thing that seems to be holding firm, whether that's our own ability, whether that's our finances, whether that is just simply taking control of everything around us. But Lord, these will always, always let us down. But your word never will. So, Lord, today we take you at your word and we stand on the truth of who you are and what you've done, knowing that you love us, that you see us. And, Lord, we pray that you would revitalize our spiritual energy, that as we come to you in all these different ways today, that you would meet us and stir our hearts that we would know your presence and your peace and your comfort and your strength and the spiral would be reversed and we would feel on fire for you, knowing that you are with us. And we pray these things in the name of your precious Son, Jesus. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And my prayer is that this has given you one more way to discover that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full, and then go live it. Yes, life can be hard, really hard. And while God never promised us a perfect life, free of heartache and worry, He did promise us a full, abundant life. And the truth is, it's not off in the future somewhere waiting for us when our cancer's over. Nope, the life he has for us might not be all we'd planned and imagined, but it is full of intimacy, connection, love, laughter, and peace, right in the midst of all we're going through. I always say thriving is a team sport, so please know we are in this together. And I'd love to hear how you're doing and how Chemo Chair Prayers has helped you in your journey. So why not come over to the Chemo Chair Prayers website, which is not just where some of the best discussions happen, but it's also where you can download a copy of your trust-guided prayer format in a handy-dandy bookmark. You'll also find me on Instagram and Facebook, so do come and say hello over there. Now, did you know that there are over 1.8 million people diagnosed with cancer each year? So if you've found any encouragement from listening to Chemo Chair Prayers, would you hit subscribe and leave a five-star review so others journeying through cancer can find it as well? Then why not recommend it to a friend who's been diagnosed, your cancer support group, or even your oncologist. And remember, my friend, you are loved and seen. And you've got this, because he's got you.